क्विंट्स पॉडकास्ट The Bombay High Court finally allowed 80-year-old Varavara Rao to be shifted from Taloja Jail to Nanavati Hospital for 15 days for medical treatment on 18th November. Senior advocate Indira Jaising, who is representing Rao in this matter, appealed to the court seeking medical bail for Rao on the basis of Section 437 of the CRPC. which allows for releasing sick people and noted the detention of varavara rao was cruel inhuman and degrading and violated provisions of article 21 of the constitution jaising said that his death may be inevitable but his exit must be dignified to which the high court bench noted ultimately the man is on almost deathbed he needs some treatment can the state say no we will treat him in taloja we are only saying transfer him to nanavati for 2 weeks we But will further see so much active weeks? intervention in order for rao to be treated and transferred to nanavati hospital at a time of a pandemic are states acting responsibly with prisoners for this podcast we spoke to mr venugopal rao the nephew of varavara rao and senior advocate at the supreme court and co-founder of human rights law network mihir desai you're tuned into the big story the podcast where we dissect the headlines making news for you and i'm your host meghna prakash varavara rao a poet and activist has been lodged in jail since 2018 over alleged involvement in the bhima koregaon violence The police had claimed that speeches made at the event on 31st December 2017 were partially responsible for instigating violence. And so he, along with 10 other noted activists and lawyers such as Sudha Bharatwaj, Vernon Gonzalez and Arun Ferreira and journalist activist Gautam Nawalakha were charged under the dreaded UAPA laws. Citing health conditions and COVID-19 infections, Several of the accused have repeatedly asked for bail on health grounds but have been repeatedly denied. In October, Rao's wife had moved the Supreme Court for his release, saying that his inhumane treatment violates his dignity. But even as the court expressed concern, the bench refused to grant bail, saying that it has not been heard by the High Court since September 17. And finally on 18th November, The High Court noted that Rao was almost on his deathbed and directed the police authorities to shift him from Taloja Jail to Nanavati Hospital. The court set conditions. They said that Rao should not be discharged from the hospital without informing the court and that his family should be allowed to meet him at the hospital and that it goes without saying that the state will bear the expenses. But Rao has been undergoing treatment at Nanavati Hospital for various ailments including COVID-19 since July. In fact, the news of his health conditions first hit the headlines 3 months back when his family moved the National Human Rights Commission or the NHRC claiming that the health and prison authorities had denied them information about his health. In a video press conference on July 12th, His family made a desperate plea saying don't let Varavara Rao die in jail. His family alleged that they had found Rao lying unconscious in a pool of urine in the transit ward of JJ Hospital.
In a video press conference on July 12th, his family made a desperate plea saying, don't let Varavara Rao die in jail. Following this, a group of 145 international artists, scholars and intellectuals, including Noam Chomsky, Barbara Harris-White, Jan Bremen, Christopher Jaffrelot, Alpa Shah, Gyanendra Pandey and others demanded the immediate release of Rao and others amid the pandemic outbreak. And this raised many questions about civil liberties of prisoners. You can listen to our older episode on Varavara Rao's case where we talk about whether it's ethical for an under trial or convicted to be denied bail on health grounds in this pandemic, specifically looking at what did the Supreme Court say about releasing under trial prisoners to decongest jails and why are people like Rao made to be an exception. You can find the link to the episode on the show notes. But now that he has finally been allowed medical treatment after such a delay, the question is, why was so much active intervention needed by Rao legal counsel in order for him to be treated and transferred to Nanavati Hospital? Mr. Venugopal Rao, the nephew of Varavara Rao and a poet, journalist and critic himself says that although it's a positive verdict, It leaves much to be desired, especially since, in the case of Republic TV editor-in-chief Arnab Goswami, the SC dashed to protect his civil liberties. Particularly after Arnab Goswami's bail and Supreme Court's hurried hearing and granting bail, we were expecting that the ailing 80-year-old poet, public intellectual, would be given if not similar, same treatment, at least some humanitarian treatment. But then, at the end, the court ordered for two weeks treatment and medical care and examinations. And in those two weeks, the court allowed family to visit. And unlike the last time, the court also asked the government not to discharge him hurriedly without informing court. So that way, today's High Court order, in some ways, a positive judgment, but it needs much to be desired. We saw him in a pool of urine and in he was not able to speak, he was not able to recognize. and. Then we went again to court for the last 80 days he has been with catheter and the urine bag. So we don't know what kind of infection, what harmful, dangerous infections have spread in his blood and urine. So for that, medical treatment is an urgent necessity and at least now Nanavati Hospital will see that. Uh, it is so shameful and it's a reflection on the state of rule of law and democracy in this country. For a basic fact of life for health care and according to principles of natural justice, a humanitarian concern, we had to fight so much. In the last two years, he was arrested at 78 and his health started deteriorating since then and four times his bail was rejected. Fifth time 
now we we are going and for this for the last 6 months in this bail petition was filed in june from june till november nothing moved now the case of arnab goswami who was arrested for his alleged role in the death of interior designer anvay nayak who died by suicide in 2018 especially sticks out like a sore thumb since many point out that while the apex court rightfully protected his civil liberties many others have been denied that same treatment take the case of 83 year old stan swami for instance a jesuit priest and an adivasi rights activist who was also arrested under the uapa over the elgar parishad case and has been lodged in the taloja jail since october 9th he had been diagnosed with parkinson disease which recognized as disabling as per the rights of persons with disabilities act 2016 and his plea to be provided with a sipper and straw has still not been accepted by the nia senior advocate at the supreme court and co-founder of human rights law network mihir desai tells the quint about the visible disparity in the outrage for mr goswami's rights and mr rao's rights the issue is that in an ordinary court case you would be asking a person to go to the lower court okay to the uh, to the regular court and apply for bail and try for a bail there okay uh, which is something which should have been adopted in under goswami's case or you adopt it in our adopt the same procedure for everybody okay that that's the the, the question uh, the issue arises that that anybody like varavara rao in order for, uh, uh, i'm sorry sen swami in order to get a skipper uh he has to wait for 3 weeks while arnab goswami's case at three levels get tried within 7 days uh, and 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 effectively for four four days the matter is heard three days in high court one day in supreme court you know this kind of privilege uh, others don't get mr desai says that given the pandemic the access to the family members have also been blocked which only worsens the problem so i think the problem here which arises right now especially with the pandemic okay is that as per the supreme court's order you are not produced in court when your dates come okay b you are not allowed to physically meet your lawyers or your relatives these are the things which happen in normal times okay when when, when you are in touch with your relatives you are in touch with your lawyer you are produced in court people can see you people can meet you okay and and uh, thereby assess what your situation is there is a situation where all that is blocked okay all that is stopped you can't do all this so you have to rely on an occasional telephone which comes from the uh, from the jail depending on the vigilance of the jail authority as to when they will allow somebody to phone up or you to even know what is the status of a person 26% of india's 1350 jails have reported covid-19 infections since the outbreak of the pandemic in march adding that most of these jails are highly congested The National Campaign Against Torture said 351 of these 1350 jails across 25 states and union territories in the country have reported COVID-19 cases till August 31st. Maharashtra, which has been one of the highest contributors of COVID cases, have reported COVID-19 infections in 36 out of 47 prisons, according to a report by the Indian Express. Is it not the state and judiciary's responsible to ensure access to healthcare for both convicts and under-trial prisoners? 
Desai says that while in such circumstances the state is expected to double up its responsibility, what we see instead is a lack of transparency and accountability. First of all, remember that they are under trials. Okay, there is a presumption of innocence in their favor across. The, uh, I mean, um, for every under trial, whether you are uh, charged with terrorism offence or whether you are charged with theft or whatever. Okay, so there is a so you are presumed to be innocent. Once you are presumed to be, uh, and that's one thing. Even if, you, as I said, even if you are not presumed to be innocent, in a situation like this, when there is a pandemic going, when people are old, people are aged, people are people have uh, uh, health problems. I think the state has has to double its responsibility. Okay, in order to ensure that people remain healthy, people have a right to uh, a right to health even within prisons. So the uh, state's responsibility in such a situation is much more than it would normally be. So the minimum the court should have done is file a medical report for every person above sixty years old every fifteen days. There is no, there is nothing which prevents them. You have uh, jail hospitals, you have jail doctors. They can very well examine and file a report every fifteen days. I, I don't see why that is not that is not happening. What the court should do is court should appoint somebody to regularly visit the prisons okay, to find out what are the conditions, not just health-wise in terms of food, in terms of other other facilities which they are supposed to have. What are the what is are is there a social distancing happening? Or, you know, are they being actually being provided masks or not provided masks? So there is no transparency, there is no accountability, and in a in a in a in a situation where there is no accountability and transparency, forget prison anywhere. Okay. The rights and civil liberties are going to be adversely affected, and that is happening today. So the the provision of the healthcare is the responsibility of the state. The courts can only supervise that. And I personally feel that both in terms of provision and in terms of supervision, there has been a uh, major drawback. The state is accountable for the medical health of the prisoners, whether under trial or convicted. In the light of a pandemic which has gripped the nation since March. India's COVID-19 tally is at 89.58 lakh, with over 45,000 new cases and up to 4.43 lakh active cases. The prison system is deeply affected because of overcongestion, and as Das Gupta recommends, new policies must come into play to monitor the health of prisoners and offer bi-monthly updates to courts around the country. If you like listening to this episode please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates we'll have on Apple Google Podcast Spotify Jio Seven and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms for other podcasts please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section for any feedback shoot an email to podcasts@thequinn.com Thanks for listening Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts.